Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. This is the pregame postgame podcast with Jim Soki. I am Mike Pacheco. Glad you're well, listening. You just shot out of a cannon today. You're just I know. ready for I'm this just podcast. Ready. Well, it's been since uh, last Wednesday that we recorded this, so <laughs> you know it's, we got things to say. We got things to talk about. Well, I mean, you know, you want to get that that taste out of your mouth of the the trip that was the 49ers and uh, try to uh, establish a new winning streak. So I can see why you want to quickly put. The post game behind you, right? Get ready for the pregame this right. week. Now we, unlike the players, we will talk a little bit about the uh, the game on Sunday, uh, and maybe perhaps talk more about your trip to Stanford University. <laughs> yes, we do. It's, we're kind of like the, the your your other one, your bearded podcast, where right. it's half uh, doing the game, not half. It's ninety nine percent doing the game and one percent traveling and seeing other things and eating foods. Uh, and we did uh, went with our producer Dave Langton to Stanford, and just in a nutshell, the Christian McCaffrey alma mater. Yeah. Uh, it was good to catch up with our class uh, at Stanford <laughs> once again. Some people got divorced, some had put on weight, yes, um, that kind yeah. of thing. But it was great to catch up because it was homecoming weekend. Well, why don't you call me sometime when you have <laughs> class? <laughs> yeah, call me sometime when you have no class. Uh, but no, I did not go to Stanford, uh, but Christian did, where he was an academic All-American. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Took lots of pictures and video of just all him being celebrated all over the campus there. And of course, they've got Andrew Luck and Tiger Woods yeah. and John McEnroe and Tom Watson, you name it. I mean, all kinds of history there uh, from the sports world but um, beautiful campus not big into football probably since Christian left seats about 50,000 it was homecoming against Arizona there were about 25,000 people and you guys walked up and got seats walked up and got like six row seats yeah it was crazy 35 bucks I heard yeah so if you're looking for a good value yeah in California which there are not very many good values in the state of California Palo Alto beautiful campus and um, and enjoyed a Pac-12 game they won 41-31 over Arizona so not much defense. defense Yeah, and I tell you, it was almost uh, that was almost a score at halftime. I thought it was going right. to be like a hundred to eighty, but anyway, we enjoyed it. It was good. It was good. And then Sunday rolled around. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did How's you like play? to play? Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, then Sunday happened. I think we were all shocked and awed by what the Niners presented with that buzzsaw. That was them. I think, honestly, uh, just from a scoring standpoint, I mean, it was a hundred percent of them. But half of that deficit of thirty-eight was them, and the other half was us trying to catch up. Yes. And I said the same thing about the London game. Poor Jameis Winston. I mean, you, you start getting sacked and you start turning the ball over right. because you're trying to make low percentage, right. high chunk plays. Yeah. And they know you're going to. Sure. And you've got a young quarterback who's never right. been under adversity. What was shocking was the defense. Uh, talked to Andre Smith today after practice. And he said, you know, and it's the same thing Ron Rivera said. They got caught looking at a bunch of motions yeah. and jet sweeps and counters. And, you know, you got to keep your eye on the ball. Right? right. And so they just they took their eye off the ball. And they probably will not see – Something as advanced as a Kyle Shanahan sure. offense until we see the Saints. Sure. But teams are going to take note of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be, you know, we'll see something similar or whatever Tennessee's version of that. We'll, we'll see that on Sunday. I, I thought, in, you know, Eugene and um, Brett after the game, we, we kind of felt like 
absolutely San Francisco took it to the Panthers, but we felt like this was hopefully more of just an anomaly than a trend. You, know, you can't say that about you know, a trend in one game, but you know, we just felt like it was like the perfect storm of you know the, the counters and the, mm-hmm. the all the different things they were doing. The screen, like the, uh, the three or four times they ran this the same basically the same screenplay, they just you know switch sides left, left and right, left yeah. and right. Um, and but that's stuff that's correctable. Um, and and there were still some. I mean, you know, granted it was a little bit too late maybe, but I mean there were some some plays. And you know, as Marty said, I mean there was no bright spots in that game. Uh, he said to us after the game, but I mean there were some things. There was you know at least. You know the team did get down, get down to fourteen, and, and that was one of those stages that you felt like if the defense could have pulled a three and out there, that you know, okay, maybe you got a chance because it was still towards the end of the third quarter, so you still had time. Um, now things have been going not your way the whole game, but you felt like you get a stop there, maybe you get out and score, then you know momentum's on your side. Who knows what happens? But then of course the 49ers ruined that script by <laughs> going down and scoring. They're good. I mean, they're legit. They're seven and zero, yeah. and. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh by four. They beat Washington the week before nine nothing. Everything else has been double figures yeah. all year. So there's no excuse for losing by thirty eight. But uh, they're they're very good. They, they're they're New England Patriot good. And uh, Garoppolo is an I wouldn't that be something? Garoppolo versus Brady, Garoppolo and the Brady. two Patriot quarterbacks. One had to leave. Um, so <laughs> that would be an interesting storyline. Not what I want to see, by the way. But if we no. get stuck with that, that would right. be an interesting storyline. But they got three super fast running backs. Now they've added Emmanuel Sanders, and they just got back Debo Samuel from the Gamecocks, yeah. their second round pick in that game last week. So two new receivers to go with Kittle and Mike. Can I say it doesn't matter? No, you can't. Who we are playing? I'm going to say this. <laughs> Can we cover a tight end over the middle yeah. ever? I know Kittle's good, but you know they're going to throw to Kittle over the middle, and we couldn't stop it. And that was that that rhymed. Yeah, Kittle it, over the middle. It rhymed. Kittle over the middle. And it's just Are you like, going to hashtag it? Yes, I'm going to hashtag it. I should have hashtagged it last week. It's too late now. It's too late now. I'll give that to uh, Greg Papa to use with the Niners. Is, is there a there's a hashtag statute of limitations? <laughs> I think there is in this case. But isn't that frustrating? I feel like when there's but a, don't you a think quality. it's frustrating when you feel like you have uh, a similar type weapon, and the defense gets good looks at. Greg Olson, they should be able to, you know, kind of see that. You know, I think sometimes yeah. that's, you know, when you do scout teams, I mean, obviously you're trying to mimic the other team, and you have a guy that uh, you see every day in practice that can do those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, that is very frustrating. Yeah, no, it is. And so, again, no one thing makes up for a 38-point deficit. A thousand things went wrong. But the most disappointing thing was the defense, and whether it was Kittle or the running game. Uh, Garoppolo, I think, had four incompletions in the whole game. Well, you know what's crazy was that I, I – Charted it on the particular on the first drive. They had four plays that were ten uh, or more yards. So basically, first downs on four different plays, and and three of those were chunk plays because one of them was really ten yards, which is nothing to shake a stick at. But uh, you know, and the third down numbers were crazy. They were five five of ten, fifty percent on third down. And now a lot of times they didn't. And it, you, you say, well, that's a great percentage. Only. 10 third down attempts. Yeah, because they were getting all these huge plays on first and second right. down. They weren't getting the third down. They weren't getting the third down. No, they're good at that. And so um, so it's like they should be called the San Jose Sharks because once they get that lead on you, you then unleash Nick Bosa, right. D. Ford, and everyone they got on defense there. So and does that make the hockey team the baby shark? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It does because there's only 20 guys on a hockey 25 times. Well, that is, it's a, you know, compared to football is a babyish more sport as far as the excitement level, not the physicality of it. But, um, I think both. That was Jim Zoki. You (laughs) care of. (laughs) No, I'm just saying in terms of fan interest, I think NFL is number one. Sure. Uh, so it's to me Bosa and Ford and those guys getting after it. What are you going to do to, to slow that down when they've got free reign Mm -hmm. knowing you're going to pass, not run. 
So it just became a calamity. That interception he got was just ridiculous. Bosa's, I mean, just absurd. It's like J.J. Watt when he's completely healthy. Yes. It was like playing right. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and his brother's uh, no slouch either. Same thing Watt's when, brother, when T.J. Watt. And same thing with Nick and Joey Bosa yeah. when Joey's healthy. If you put all the Watts and all the Bosa's. Can you imagine <laughs> those four guys on one team? Holy they cow. would be unstoppable. It's, the, the athleticism is such that Bosa, I think, got knocked down by Daly. Yeah. He, he definitely got knocked down. I think it was by Daly, though, Dennis Daly. He got off the turf, all fours, yeah. and made the sack. Yeah. That'd be a good, uh, like, stereo headphone company. Bosa Watt. <laughs> Still stuck on that. You want to hashtag that one? Yeah, let's hashtag. Kittle it. over the middle. The, and <laughs> the Bosa, Bosa Watt. Watt. Or Watt Bosa, however you Yeah, Watt, you Watt Bosa. Yeah. But um, anyway, I'm sick of that game. It stunk. Uh, Tennessee, it feels like it should be homecoming week, right? It's keep pounding week. Keep so pounding week. It feels week. like this should be our yeah. homecoming game against Tennessee. Right, right. It's a 1 o'clock game, so that means we'll have the uh, fourth, qu- the fifth quarter. Uh, which will be in the North Lounge. Is that like the 19th hole? So it is like the 19th <laughs> well, No, and, uh, we had a great crowd last time. Of course, it was a you know good win against Jacksonville. Uh, but hopefully everybody can uh, come by and uh, check it out. Uh, it, it was it was basically Brett and I and Eugene talking to people. <laughs> uh, m- meaning Brett and I talking, and Eugene had his own, like, you the know. The mayor of Townsville. Mayor, yeah, but it was great. I mean, he's he's so and he's so gracious with people, and it's, it's really fun to see. Um, so while you two will not stubbornly sign autographs, Eugene is there that's right, making nice that's with right, the people that's and right. signing. He's making this. And okay. No, but into Eugene's defense, uh, you know, it's people coming up to him during the break. So he's not. I don't want to say he's like derelict in his. You know, he's still doing the show. <laughs> You're not saying he's a derelict. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying he's a derelict. No, he's he's what's the opposite? Again, that was Mike Pacheco. Yeah, yeah. Care of <laughs> this may be our worst <laughs> podcast ever. Tell you what, though, they've won two in a row. Yeah, they changed quarterbacks. They put in the veteran Tanny Hill. It might be like one of those Ryan Fitzpatrick where Ryan Tannehill gets hot for a couple of weeks and we're catching wow. them on a hot streak. Uh, big running back in Derrick Henry. And by the way, their defense is fourth in points, Stingy. ninth in yeah. yards. Stingy I mean, defense. this is not – and they're, they're coming off a game in which they had, I think, four takeaways on defense. Well, and the one thing – and what, part of the reason why this change has been so successful is they've done a better job at protecting their quarterback. Mariota in the first six games was getting sacked – Jim, this is crazy – like 5.6 sacks per game in the first six games, and now they've cut that number in half. It's only about two-and-a-half uh, average in the two games that the Tannehill's been in. So they've been able to protect the quarterback. And, uh, you know, wasn't it, it wasn't that long ago, you know, two years ago, that people were still talking about Mariota being, like, the next coming of, you know, Tom Brady, the, yeah. you know, the next great thing in the NFL. And now he's benched for, for um, a guy in Tannehill who was supposed to be kind of that guy in Miami and didn't work out, and now he's – He's trying to resurrect his career, so it's a good story for them. But th- to me, the pressure, uh, getting off the field on third down. I also think the other big key to this game is f- just for the Panthers' psyche, I think on both ends of the ball, they have to get off the fast starts just to regain that confidence that they had during that four-game winning streak. That's what seems so distant right now. They had a four-game winning streak. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> game well, I think because of the bye week, so it's like it, – I mean, it was a four right. games to five weeks. But it does it feel that. distant for that reason. You're right. But, um, yeah, people tend to forget. And I felt like – and I'll look at Twitter during the breaks because you will get, like, injury information, stuff that we're doing in the game that we don't yes. see. And it felt like at about the two-third mark of the first quarter, people were ready to bench Kyle Allen. Like, everyone that had thrown <laughs> yeah, their support, right. all the delegates behind Kyle Allen, were like, immediately turned on him, just like everyone turned on Cam Newton the first time Kyle Allen completed the pass against the Arizona Cardinals. But this is a repeat of a couple years ago when Derek Anderson won a game against the Buccaneers. Who's the most popular player on any football team. No, it's the backup, the backup quarterback. quarterback yep. Which he wasn't even the backup quarterback, because right. it would have been Will Greer. Yeah. 
So, um, but the, obviously people know that it's going to be Cam Newton when they make a change, if they make a change. But, um, yeah, I think Kyle Allen had to go through a game like that. It's going to happen. Cam Newton's had games like that, clearly. Oh, it's uh, going to happen. I, well, what we talked about on the postgame show was, uh, and more so me bringing it up, but I'm very interested to see how he bounces back. If he is that even-keel guy that, that everyone says he is, and we've heard in, in press conferences, and, and I have no reason to doubt that. I'm not poo-pooing it. Um, but I'm interested to see how he's going to bounce back from this because I think mm-hmm. he's going to be okay. I mean, I think he's going to yeah. be fine. But, you know, you, if you're him, Eugene made a good point a couple weeks ago. Kyle Allen doesn't see himself as a backup. Now, he might know in the back of his mind when Cam's 100%, okay, jig is up for a while. But he's still competing like it's his job, and he's trying to make the, the Panthers have to have a very difficult decision when Cam is ready to come back. And he's already shown the league, which is quarterback poor. Yeah, that he's said he can be a starting quarterback, yeah. or at least worth taking a shot on being a starting quarterback with some team. But um, you know, it's like we're watching the flight uh, simulator. He's going to crash the airplane a couple times. That's how you learn to right. fly, right? right. So right. he's going to crash the simulator a few times, and sometimes it's going to happen in the game like that. That is the best team he'll face probably on on defense at least the rest yeah. of this year. We'll see some good teams like New Orleans, Seattle down the road. But I mean. That was going to be if you put uh, Joe Montana back there and get him sacked seven yeah. times, he's going to throw a few picks. One thing I wanted, to, and this is completely kind of, uh, I'm steering the plane to the starboard side here, because um, you mentioned flight simulators, and it jogged something that I was thinking about earlier in the day. I was you know, watching, looking at Twitter, and you know, the last three or four months, all sports, people have been really starting to get on officiating. Doesn't matter what the sport is, and and I'm not saying that they're wrong. In some cases, I, I have complete agreement in some of the criticisms. But to me, it's like outside of airline pilot and surgeon where you cannot make mistakes, <laughs> the, the third most, for, for, for fans, the most critical position in this country is like referee, official, umpire. And like those guys can't make mistakes. No, umpires can make mistakes. I don't want the surgeon and the pilot making them. Those right. guys have to be 100. percent That really is life and death. But yeah. but but this isn't. And and in these games, um, you know, players don't get do overs. I mean, you can't you can't do a replay, get a, call the replay booth and go, oh, yeah, can we get that third right. and ten back again? I mean, officials are part of the game. There's, there's Amy Martin. Hey, Amy Martin. Amy Martin, thanks for dropping by. Uh, they um, just the technology is so good now that our seats at home are better than their view live standing near what's going on because their angles are blocked. We don't call it in real time. Right. We have a sense in real time, but how many times do you forget when you see the replay? Oh yeah, they got that right. Or, oh, how many I times <laughs> as you know, as we're calling games, we are talking about something that's going on live, but then we will see while we're still in our initial call, we'll, we'll get the quick replay and then so we can kind of add more color to it. I mean, there's so many different, uh, and again, I'm not saying officials should not be accountable. And I, I do think that, Technology should be used to aid them. I think we're at the stage now with technology that you could have in every sport a, a dedicated person in a booth that, that has the game feed live, yep. that has the ability to be part of the officiating crew and can talk to the, the, the lead official, the lead umpire, depending on the sport, and be like, no, 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 no this is what I'm seeing right like yep. immediately. Agreed. And not by a coach's challenge. Right. Just part of the officiating crew. Why does it got to be a challenge? Why can't we just get it right and do it in real time? You know, they, they, they've got 30, 40 seconds between plays right. or whatever. You know, they're looking at it. They see it. They might question it. They have two or three guys in right. there and just say, you know, if we need to, we're going to just stop for like 30 seconds, but we think that's wrong. Yeah. And not like do a full-on get under a hoodie and all that. Right. Like you said, let the guys upstairs 
have the best TVs, right. just line them up with popcorn and, and, and let them say, we got it here, you got it right, just letting you know, or you got it wrong, we're going to overturn it. You can't see that from down there, but this is the way it is. And they have the final say right. without a challenge by, by a head coach. Because I think a lot of times officials, for the most part, do get it right. I think the problem is when they get it wrong, usually it's a, in a big spot. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it gets blown up. And now with social media, it, it's out there. You could make the argument that officiating may be better than it was 10 or 20 years ago. We don't know because the technology wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You weren't analyzing these games. You know, you can't go back and do an NFL, um, the rewind from a game 30 years ago. I mean, so, uh, you know, so I, I don't, and I don't know what the issue is with, I haven't really formed an opinion on whether NFL officials should be full-time or not. I need to think about that and get more input in there. I, what else? I don't know what they else could be doing during the week that would help them. Like, nothing simulates an NFL game like playing in an NFL game. No, them sitting around the office for 40 hours a week at uh, a stadium <laughs> isn't going <laughs> to change. Uh, if it's, if, in fact, if anything, they should take their mind off of it and do something else for a little bit That'd there just great, to take a like, break. Saturday Night Live skit. Like, have, like, you know, like, um, like, like umpire... Um, umpire office middle of the week like it's like as if they refereed practice all week it would make right. them sharper on Sunday it's, if they somehow it would have to be that. like an NFL films wouldn't it it would have to be like somewhere <laughs> next to like an NFL or actually be in the new uh, the new uh, Rams Chargers building mm-hmm. I'd almost be okay with just like having just like one guy down on the field and have 10 guys watching on TV and just tell the one guy down there, hey, we got it. And then the one guy down there just tell everybody, look, they, upstairs they just said he's out of bounds. Wouldn't that be funny though if they did that? Like if, if the referees had to like go to Los Angeles for the week and, and like show up at the water cooler, it's like, uh, hey, Bill, you really blew that call. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're onto it. I think we'll see what we're talking about. I've actually had that same conversation on air before that, that that day needs to come. I bet it comes sooner than later in the next 10 years of – Moving the technology into the not challenge, just that is the official. Because you already have the referees that are sitting in the booth. This right. is like almost like that bridge is you got Pierre or whatever sitting there right. with Buck and Aikman. Is just like, you know, he's basically telling you it's right or it's wrong. Well, why not him actually have the power to say that it's actually right or wrong from that seat he's in, not be a broadcaster, be an official? But I also that. think, too, if you think about football and the speed of the game, uh, do you really want a 60-year-old guy huffing and puffing up and down the sideline? I mean, or would you rather have? Not that I'm 60, but as I get closer <laughs> to that, I, I feel somewhat no, offended but, by that. No, I'm I, well. I, I'm I just passed over the other side of 50. <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly. Uh, no, but my, this is my point: is those guys that have that veteran experience should be the guys that are groomed to be the ones that are in the booth that we're talking about, helping the. F- so they're still the officiating crew. Put, put them in management. But now you, yeah, put, yeah, <laughs> yeah put them in management. Uh, mid, no, let's create middle management. <laughs> um, but then you have, but then maybe you have younger guys on the field that um, uh, that can run. Yes. Like the Curtis Samuel of referees. Yes. How cool would that be if the referees were just as fast? No, wouldn't it be funny? If like, yeah, you have like a, an Olympic sprinter referee, and he like, he, be, he beats the like receiver who's, down. The who's the Atlanta Braves guy that like runs against a fan on the warning oh, track? Oh yeah, the freeze. The freeze. Yeah. Have the freeze as a referee. <laughs> I mean, like when it's not baseball season, right. how awesome would that right. be? He's actually out running the receivers, like going, ah, uh, it's not passing interference. <laughs> instead of the gun show, we'll have the speed show out there. Instead of that hockey league, we'll have the fastest guy. So I think that, that that's a great the point. The run show instead of the gun show? Yes, the run show. I like it. Hashtag. Got to be good. You owe me a Coke. All right. All right that's so all I got. So we're back on normal time this week. We're back on the East Coast. We're back in Charlotte. So that means uh, I can legitimately say 10 o'clock on the East Coast. For the start of the pregame, for the pre-game show stadium WPT. show, and then one o'clock kick, and then uh, you with uh, I guess is it Brett and Eugene? Uh, actually, no, Sharon and I this week okay. with Eugene. Uh, race. Sharon's with uh, uh, we got a, a Texas race for okay. Brett, so Brett's going to be on the road, and then the week after I will be in 
California, uh, Winthrop's playing Fresno State, and actually we're starting at playing Hartford, then flying from Boston to San Francisco, but Fresno State and uh, St. Mary's also on that trip. So uh, it'll be two straight weeks of Sharon. And, uh, we'll stop by Stanford while you're out there. There's plenty of good seats. Yeah, we're thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, well, no, they're on the road. I might have to go to Cal and see if Cal's any better. Okay, that would not be bad. We'll talk to Ron. Maybe it's Ron probably a very similar stuff. experience. Yeah. yeah, Ron will hook you up with a pair of tickets. Yeah. Good deal. Good All deal. Right. We'll look forward to it, and uh, hopefully next week. This The show's only fun when we're winning. Uh, hopefully <laughs> next week, coming off a win against Tennessee, get ready for Green Bay. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.